All right, everyone. Welcome to our third episode of the Truth First Missions Biblical Prophecy Podcast. The reason why we came up with this podcast is because we know that we are seeing our society go through immense changes. Maybe the last time changes like this occurred were maybe in the 1960s during the time of the civil rights movement, uh, the hippie generation, the Vietnam War, and other wars that were raging around the world. People sometimes forget that, that there were other wars that were being fought in the 1960s. The world in general was a powder keg. It was chaotic. Now, the last time that this happened, we saw major cultural changes, societal changes, in our country and around the world. And we're seeing it again now. And now is the time where we have to realize what we're living in, how we should be living, and how to keep our minds and hearts from being overwhelmed with the stress, the fear, the anxiety, the depression, and the worry that we see. And a lot of people are seeing these things not only on the news, but also in their families, also even feeling the weight of it themselves. And we make this podcast so we can encourage you, challenge you, warn you, prepare you, and also come alongside you so you can face the days ahead with the promises of God. We have to hold on to the promises of God now. There's no other way to do this. We would like to keep this podcast at least 10 minutes long so you can be attentive and you're not going to drift on me as we go a little bit into the hour, half an hour mark. A lot of messages are a little bit longer than usual and people tend to sometimes drift their attention. So I want to keep this as quick and succinct as possible so you can understand according to the Bible What's really happening in our society? I want to start by reading out to you a verse in Psalms chapter 9, verse 17. And every verse and chapter that we read, I would like you to go back and check it out yourself. It starts like this. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. That means that. A nation that turns their back on God, that forgets the Lord, that pushes God out, out of society in every, every facet, every system, and every area, that nation will literally turn into hell. You will see evil at a capacity that only a human being could imagine. And that's what we're seeing in our society. We've pushed God out. Of every system and every facet of society. You can pray to any other God. But when it comes to praying to the God of the Bible. In the name of Jesus. People are offended by that. And I'm not going to go into the cases. And the stories that have uh, came up. In the last year or two. About people praying in public. Coaches praying with their teams. Before games. Etc. That people even sued uh, coaches and, and other people because of this. So we're in a time where people hate 
the God of the Bible. They hate morality. They hate anything that has to do with a moral restraint. And that is called lawlessness. I want to educate you on something, folks. That is called lawlessness. And Jesus did say that in the last days, lawlessness will increase. That's what he said. And he also said that because lawlessness increases, the hearts of many will grow cold. So that means that we have to guard our hearts. We have to guard our hearts. For from our hearts, the issues of life spring up. The issues of your life are in your heart. And if you have a bitter heart, an angry heart, a, a disappointed heart, it can affect your life. It can affect your spiritual life. It can affect your mind. You have to be ready. You have to be ready to give that up. You have to be ready to lay that down. And because we're going to see a lot more lawlessness and violence in our society, it's going to get it's going to get tough on people's minds. It's going to get tough on people's hearts. But if you have the word in you, if you have the word of God in you, you're going to be able to stand. The Bible says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. That's what it says. It says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Because when that word dwells in you, when God's word dwells in you, it expands in you. It does something in you. It changes you. And it makes you into a new creation. And you'll be able to stand in the days ahead. Because that word is in you. It builds faith. The word of God is living and active. Understand what I'm saying? It's living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's a living and active word. It's not just words on a paper. The Bible is a very spiritual book. And you have to ask the Lord to open up your spiritual mind. A lot of people think that we're not spiritual beings. Psychologists think that there's only a soul, a mind, and the body. But yet, they remove the spirit. They think that human beings don't have a spirit. Which is the inner core of the human being. And right now, we're seeing that become corrupted. To the core we're seeing this this corruption set in in our society because we've pushed god away we've pushed god out of our families and i'm not talking about religion folks i'm not talking about church attendance only i'm not talking about doing religious things i'm talking about really having a fear of god having some form of a moral restraint you know the founding fathers actually said that this country, this country is originally a republic. That this country, the republic, will only work if each man, meaning human being, man and women alike, and family structure alike, would have a governing moral compass, a governing moral covering, some form of morality. They, the founding fathers said that, that the United States, the only way it would work, the way they structured it, would be if the God of the Bible, and some of these men were Christian, not all of them, but some of them were. Some of them had a mixture of, of messianic beliefs and Christianity, but some of them were real born-again Christians as well. A lot of people tend to forget that. They said themselves that the republic, the United States, it's a republic, not a democracy. That the republic would only stand if people had a moral compass and had a fear of the almighty. They knew, they knew that once 
the hearts of people grew cold, that lawlessness was going to increase. They knew it. And where did they get this information from? Those that really believed the God of the Bible, those that were truly born again from our founding fathers, they got it from the scriptures. And that's what we're seeing now. So Psalms 9, 17 says, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. That's, a, that's, that's something that we should be thinking about. All the nations that forget God. And then in Romans 1, and this is in the New Testament in Romans 1. Look at what Paul writes to the Roman church here. Look at what he says happens when people move away from God and they become what they call reprobate. Reprobate means that you have cut off all consciousness of God in your mind. In your mind, you believe there is no God. And that is the crux. That is the crux of danger for a society. I want to read this quickly. This is Romans chapter 1 verse 30. It says here, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do they do the same, but they also approve of those who practice them. So this is a society that has forgotten God. That's the characteristics of the personalities of people. Boasters, proud, violent, full of maliciousness, immoral, unforgiving, proud, inventors of evil things. And folks... This is why we do this podcast so we can we can bring this to the forefront of your heart and mind so you can examine your life and you can look at your life first. First is about an introspection of looking into yourself and into your own heart and then looking out in front of us and what we see in our society. The only thing that can bring our society back is the word of God. That's it. Not religion, but the power of God onto salvation. The power of God unto salvation. The power of God to change people. To change their hearts. So I want you to check out these verses yourself. We're going to go through one more today in Psalms 1. The last verse, the last verses I read was from uh, Romans chapter 1, verses 30 through 33. Read that your own, on your own. Very important to understand what the Bible is talking about when it comes to human characteristics when it actually pushes God out of its heart, of its mind. When a human being pushes God out of, of, of their heart or of their mind, what happens is they become like a beast. Yeah, it might sound harsh. They become like an animal because they're given over to every lust and every desire, unrestrained. And they'll do anything to get it. Even hurt family members. The closest to them. And this is where we're all folks. This is where this is where our society's at. This is where we are. And I want to read my last set of verses here in Psalms 1. Look at what it says in Psalms 1 about the righteous and those that seek God. Look what it says here. This is Psalms chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree. So he's using a metaphor. You're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. The root of prosperity. I'm not talking only about money, but spiritual health, mental, everything in your life, every aspect of your life. If you want every aspect in your life to prosper, you need to turn to the Lord. Only it's only found in God. You shall be like a tree. It's a metaphor. You're going to be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. Water feeds a tree. It helps it grow. It goes down into the roots. That water is a shadow and a type of the Holy Spirit. And also of God's word. Which is found in the Bible. And it brings forth fruit in its season. When you're a tree. I'm speaking metaphorically now. When you're a tree and you're bearing fruit. That means that God has dug deep roots in you. And now the fruit is coming out of your life and other people can pick from that. That's what we usually do, right? With an apple tree, orange tree, different trees that carry fruit. And that's what God wants to do in every individual. Through Jesus Christ, once we have a relationship in him and we turn from sin and we follow the Lord. And we turn from the path of the sinners. We don't sit in the seat of the scornful. And we turn to him. That's when we start bearing fruit in our lives. And that's when we see real prosperity. And I'm not talking just financial. I'm talking about your spirit. I'm talking about your mind. I'm talking about your very being. Every aspect of your being. That's what I'm talking about. That's called God's shalom. The peace of God. That's God's shalom. Shalom is a Jewish word of peace. The prosperity of God. But you got to follow him. You got to turn away from what you see in society. Jesus says that broad and wide is the way to destruction. The, the wide, the broad and wide road is the way to destruction. And many are walking down that path. But narrow, narrow is the road that leads to eternal life. And few be there that find it. That's what Jesus said. That's red letters in your Bible. My brothers and sisters, if you're listening, listening to this and you don't have a relationship with God yet through Jesus Christ, because he actually paid the price for your sins. Today, invite him into your life. Say, Lord, I'm willing to repent of my sins and follow you. I want to be planted like that tree bearing good fruit in due season. I want to experience your shalom. Now, it's not saying that your life is going to be easier. You're going to go through tribulation. But through that tribulation and the hardships, there's a joy and a peace that the world cannot take from you. If we, if we are looking, I want to be honest with you, everyone, and I'm going to close with this. If we are looking to this world for hope and peace, we're going to be disappointed all the time. We're going to be up and down, left and right. Don't you notice that every news cycle jumps from one thing to another? You'll, you'll be worried about uh, what happened last week 
Thursday or two week, two Thursdays ago in Ovalde, Texas, with the kids being murdered the way they were. Such a tragic uh, act of violence. But then all of a sudden now, the next news cycle, something new is happening, whether it's through politics or another outbreak of some form of a variant of coronavirus. And you're back to you're back to you're back to to something different. And that is the way the human heart and mind can be. Human beings can be fickle. We can be fickle. We need something to ground us. We need an anchor for our soul. And that is the word of God. That is Jesus Christ himself, especially now. This is episode three of the Truth First Missions podcast. Truth First Missions, biblical prophecy, comparing biblical prophecy in light of current events. That's what we're doing here. We're going to do our best to keep our podcast short. Today, I went a little over time, but I wanted to just encourage you to turn your life over to Jesus and have an anchor for your soul in this time. See you in episode four. God bless you. Keep listening. Look at the verses that I mentioned today for yourself. If you've never opened the Bible, open it up and see what God has written for your admonition, for your warning, for your preparation. And also, you can see the demonstration of his love and what he's done for you. God bless you and your families. See you on episode four.